How you doing? Hey, um, this is my third video this week, and I'm trying to catch up, but it's become, uh, as I said before, it's not Shark Week, it's Repossession Week. So I did two, I did one video of 20 minutes, and then another, I think, of 10, a follow-up to the previous one this week. And then it occurred to me that I'm talking to you about what happens after a repossession occurs, either with my weird brain coming up with these cool lawsuits or how in the first video my client they're attempting to take his vehicle three years after he tried to return it and I told you how to answer a repo lawsuit or how I wrote a, a really unique lawsuit in federal law it's on uh, collectionstopper.com podcast plus however I think what I'm going to do is and a lot of things I try to do, I try to be proactive with my clients and sometimes they don't become my clients because I gave them so much information, they don't need me. That's cool. Uh, I'm here to help. So what I'm going to do is try to help you if unfortunately, and let me just say this, everything that my clients come to me for help with over the th last 30 years, I've been subject to. So I generally know how a person I don't, hope it's not too bold to say how a person feels, but I know how they feel about a situation having been in whatever situation uh, that is of a financial nature, good or bad, including some corporate stuff. Uh, if they've been through it, I've been through it. So I feel that's why I do what I do, because I can directly relate to people. And I think it's important that attorneys relate as real people, not as attorneys. And I can bring that to my cases and clients. And I have clients that hire me five, six, seven times over, or will just call me just for the heck of it. And, and I like that. It, it, there's a personal involvement there because I've personally experienced most of what they've gone through. So in this case, <laughs> I actually went through this when I was, uh, oh, maybe 21. And that feeling of walking out into the parking lot looking for your car. Back then, there were no key fobs or anything. You're just looking for your car. And I just thought my roommate moved it to do a goof on it. But it wasn't. The bank moved it. So I've been there, done that. So what I want to do today is have you give you some proactive measures. If you think you are close to uh, having your vehicle repoed, a lot of times clients will call me because they're being sued, and I've used this word in all, and now the third video this week, a deficiency judgment. They get their vehicle back, the bank does, then they go after you for the deficiency judgment. So when a vehicle is taken, uh, rightfully or wrongfully, uh, uh, and again, I'm, I have an eye on the wrongful repossession there's always something somebody does wrong because there's too many people and got their hands in the wrong places. So there's room there for me to get a case and a defense for my clients, no matter how desperate the situation may seem for you. So when a, a, a repossession is performed, it's placed in a boneyard or a stockyard or a place where you can't get at. It's locked at it, locked up. So what are your rights? Because as I said in yesterday's video about <laughs> The, the gas lawsuit, that's your stuff in there. So you don't, and I say this all the time to you, 
here's this onslaught of this horrible situation, whether it's law or life, and we just sit there, just like we're ready to take a punch. We step back when we're taking a punch. So we can block, we can get the most force, and that's what I like all my clients to do. It's a horrible situation. It drags you down. You can't sleep. Step back. You do have the luxury of just, oh, let me get out of this situation for a second. And when you do, things happen. That step back may be, I better call a bankruptcy attorney, or I better call Parker, or I just will go online and figure this out. This stuff that I do for you is part of that research online. I'm not telling how to practice your life or your law. I'm just offering you some tips. So what I'd like you to consider, if you think you're in that situation, and I've been <laughs> in all those situations, and we are like ostriches. We want to just stick a, our head in the ground and not be subject to whatever's coming our way. Hear me out. Trust me on this. I'm going to put two letters on my website at collectionstopper.com, podcast plus. The first one will be titled, What to do before the repossession occurs. And it's a little trick we're going to do. It may not do anything yet. It may work wonders. It may fall in the hands of somebody that goes, uh-oh, you want an uh-oh moment if it favors you because you're having an uh-oh moment because you're facing repossession. Maybe someone's you know, circling your house looking to take the vehicle. Maybe you're hiding it. Whatever You're doing whatever you're doing because you got to get to work, etc. So what I'd like you to do is a proactive measure that may not bear fruit immediately, but if a wrongful possession does occur, you've got this thing where you're saying the following things I would like you to tell me about. And so the letter itself is titled, Proof You Have a Right to Pursue Me for This Debt Requested. Now, almost 50 videos, I've counseled you to think three steps ahead. You're doing that here. I've also talked to you about the importance of if someone's pursuing you for a debt or collateral, they have to, they can't just, and we do this, we go, well, they're taking the vehicle, oh, they're suing me for the debt. you got to ask questions. So I want you to send the following two letters. The first letter is sending to the company that last contacted you that says you owe the money. And it's usually, depending on the nature of the debt, or even if it is like a Ford Credit or a Wells Fargo or Bank of America, They've probably securitized the debt. Every debt is securitized. It makes good economic sense. And I've gone into why that is good. But it's also good for you, not just corporations, in that it's very likely that the company that you assume has the right to take your car has securitized the debt. And I say that having sued car companies on debt collection. And I've said, give me the paperwork that you own the debt. And they'll send me their paperwork. And at the bottom, sometimes it says this debt is really owned by Wells Fargo because it was securitized. I'm paraphrasing. But most debt in America is securitized. So it's very likely that the person pursuing you does not have a right to that debt. I know it seems too easy and too good to be true. But most, uh, I've been doing this long enough to know that it isn't too good to be true. This stuff gets assigned out all the time. So I want you to set that up. So look on Podcast Plus for the letter that says, do you have a right to pursue me for this debt requested? And I'm not going to go, the letter will speak for itself, but essentially you're saying, why are you contacting me? What rights do you have to contact me? 
In fact, most, check this out, go check your uh, financial agreement. It says, we plan on assigning this debt, or we have the right to assign this debt, and they generally do. And depending on the age of how long you've had the vehicle, they've assigned that thing out either to a trust or to somebody else. So you're asking for that assignment. It may not, they might not go, oh, you guess you got me. But when they do a repossession, let's say they're 100% correct on what they do. They didn't respond to this letter where you said, tell me who you are and we have a right to pursue me. If you do a wrongful possession lawsuit, you're going to say, I gave you the chance, you didn't prove it, therefore, I don't believe you're the right company. And you're probably 99% right that they technically, because they securitize the, de the debt, don't have a right to pursue you. There's a lot of fiction in America, and we all just do things either out of honor or because we look, well, I took the money out. A lot of it is all BS that depends on you just sticking your head in the sand or just, you know, taking somebody's word for it. Corporations, frankly, are, are not your friends. <laughs> um, so look at my letter on what to do and what to ask for before the repo occurs. It may stop everything. It may not do anything, but it will be valuable either if there's a good repo or a bad repo. And then the second thing, which is after the repossession. I've got another letter for you on Podcast Plus at Collection Stopper. And this is how to proof you have a right to repossess the vehicle. And I'm going to be having you ask them. And here's the cool thing, which wraps up the other two videos I did this week. During Repo Week, it became Repo Week. Um, you notify whoever took your vehicle, the the bank. These contents were in my vehicle, my fluffy dice, uh, my CD, my Billy Joel CDs, fifty dollars I left on the seat, my kid's uh, car seat. Detail what they have. I want you. I know that lawsuit I told you about yesterday may have sound goofy. It wasn't. It was right. That's money. When you pay money for gas. They don't have the right to take your gas because they took your car's personal property, just like a fuzzy dice or your kid's car seat. It does, there's a, a rule in lease agreements and, and sales, what's attached to the land, what's attached to the building. Car seat's not attached to the car. It's not part of the car, so it's yours. It's still your personal par property. Uh, maybe a modification of the vehicle, that does attach to the vehicle. That becomes theirs. But a car seat, fluffy dice, $50, gas does not become part of their property. It's yours. So in that letter, I'm providing you detail what's in that car. And you want a list of everything that was in that car. And you also want to know if they still have the vehicle and haven't sold it. You want to know what your redemption rights are when they plan on selling the vehicle. Is it to be a public sale or a private sale? It depends on the statute of the state that you're in. So I won't give you Michigan's version because you may not be a Michigan, but they are pretty much, there's always a due process right. I mean, the US Constitution is often 
based solely upon what's called a taking clause, uh, a property rights clause. That's the another bedrock of our uh, U.S. Constitution, the right to happiness, liberty, property. Well, that stuff that seems way 300 years ago filters down in today. You have personal property rights. Don't let them take it just because you've got your head in sand like I've been. Go muddy the waters. And this letter will ask you for many things. It will say, where is the vehicle located? When can I come and pick up my personal property? Be specific. What are my redemption rights? When are you selling it? If they sold the vehicle, please provide me with notices that you sent me that the sale was forthcoming. Here's my address. Uh, what were the bids you took? Who was the final bidder? And what was the highest and lowest bidder? Put the burden on them. Just because you didn't make a payment doesn't mean you lose any rights. I would argue your rights become stronger because you can't take personal property. You're covered by our great U.S. Constitution. It's the greatest document in the world. And again, as I said, as both hardline conservative people and progressive people will say, the document still lives. It breathes. It's fluid. You want to use that word? Fine. But it is strong. It's the bedrock and personal property right up with real property and our right to live with freedom of religion, freedom of speech. They're all equal, man. Your right to carry a gun is the same as your right to say, don't take my stuff. Now, don't take my stuff is not in there, but essentially it is. So please, don't be shy. They took your car. Right or wrong, they've got to follow the law, just like you have to. So use these before and after letters. The before letter puts them on notice that you're keeping an eye on them. They better follow the law. The most important thing about that before letter is the securitization aspect. If someone's pursuing you for your car and you've actually been making payments to them, that doesn't mean they have the right to pursue you or the right to collect or the right to anything. They're just going, they're just assuming that you assumed it's okay because their name was the original creditor. But they've asked them, the letter will ask them, show me the securitization proof. If they blow you off, it's going to be serious if you sue them to get your car back or get money back or get property back. You place them on notice. Due process rights go both ways, baby. They have to give you your due process rights, and you're saying to them, before I sue you and you're telling a judge, I asked for this stuff. You'll get the judge's sympathy, trust me. So I hope these two letters help. I'm going to end uh, Repo Week, uh, and this is a good note. This is to help you be proactive, and when they do take your car, I've got that letter. Most important, here it comes. Keep a paper trail registered by mail. So you'll sign the letter. And I've left you the option to fill in blanks. You'll see. It's perfect letter. Whatever state you're in, just conform it to your rules. Sign it. Copy the signed letter. Copy the signed letter. Don't just copy a Word document. Well, that's on my computer. No. Print, copy, sign it, copy that, and send certified, return, receipt, Requested, not priority mail, 
certified return receipt requested. So you have them signing. And I've, they, I always get this. We didn't get your letter, and there's their signature. I'm maybe even talking to the person that signed. I just did it with a court yesterday that claimed I hadn't done something. And I'm talking to the person who signed for the thing. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable moment for her, and I was a little uncomfortable. But it, I'm protecting you. Keep a paper trail, register by mail, okay? Let's go rocket, man. Let's protect ourselves and make them follow the law that they require you to follow, all right? It's your country. All right, Brian Parker ending the week on a good note. Go to Podcast Plus for these two helpful letters. Like and subscribe, and I'll keep rocking it out for you. If you need anything, just email me or leave me a comment. Thank you very much. I hope I helped.